How confident am I in Arizona State Sun Devils football heading into this game against the Colorado Buffaloes? That's what we're going to talk about on this mailback edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and otherwise. As always, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, you can check out this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube if you want to check us out in a visual platform, of course, wherever those podcasts are found, though. Make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so that you get an update Every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday, follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36, and you can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils and stay in touch with everything going on with the Locked on Sun Devils podcast all the time. Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by, by, by <clears throat> excuse me, by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Check it out. So, we are here with a mailbag edition Friday afternoon instead of Thursday because of some allergies, good old-fashioned stuff. So, we've got this kicking off right now, and then tomorrow will be the preview for the Colorado game. But a very small mailbag this week, only three questions, one for each segment, worked out perfectly. Let's go ahead and just hop right into it. First question here, how confident are you in ASU covering the spread this week? Even with some controversy at quarterback, it feels like stomping a struggling Colorado team is possible. It is possible. It's entirely possible, as Joe Rogan would say. But this is, that was weird. This is something that Arizona State is going to need to firmly, like, just seize and never look back. Like, this needs to be a blowout win for Arizona State. You can't go into this game and you know, just barely get by whatever, whatever the spread is, which according to our good friend over at bet online is currently set at 13 and a half. I would take Arizona state to cover it personally. And I normally don't like taking Arizona state to cover spreads, but Colorado's bad, man. This, this is a really, really bad football team. They legitimately just struggle to put up points ever. They have one win this year, which took them to overtime in order to get, and they put up 20 points. They had only put up 20 points in one other game this year, and now it was against U of A. This is an offense that has scored just 11 touchdowns in seven games. That This, this is a really, really bad football team, man. Like, There's really not very many redeeming qualities to this Colorado Buffaloes football team. To the point where I look at it and I kind of have to squint to see who even really scares me. The answer is no one. There's not a single player on this team that I look at and go, got to watch out for him. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just being observant. This is not a good Colorado Buffs football team. There's really not much here to make you actually afraid of what they're going to throw at you. And that. 
that just means there's going to be like next to zero excuses for Arizona State to not blow the doors off of these guys. In addition to not being able to put up points, the lowest score, scoring output that they gave up was to Cal. Cal only put up 13. Every other team put up 38 or more points. Arizona State should have no problem putting points up on the board. They should have no problem keeping Colorado off the scoreboard as well. There's, there's just no reason for it. Now, what I am curious is, you know, what ends up happening at quarterback, right? I don't know if, if Emory gets to start and if he starts all the whole time, or maybe Emory gets to start and him and Trenton Borgay go on like a drive by drive basis kind of thing. Maybe Borgay gets to start. I don't know. Uh, it'll be a very in- interesting and intriguing situation to keep an eye on and see what ends up happening with Arizona State Sun Devils football offensively. Defensively, yeah, this this is not a good team. Colorado, again, has 11 offensive touchdowns this year. I don't see a, a scenario where they're able to throw up a bunch of points. Otherwise, ASU has had an interception in every single game this year, and the Buffs have the same amount of interceptions as they do touchdown passes. It's 5-5. Five to five. They have six rushing touchdowns. This isn't necessarily a bad run defense either for Arizona State. I think that the Sun Devils should be able to pretty confidently take down uh, Colorado. But to the point of this question, I am also incredibly confident that ASU will be able to cover the spread. And that's normally not something I like to say about Arizona State because I feel like this isn't typically a team that's very good at covering spreads. But there doesn't feel like there's any chance that ASU doesn't cover the spread this week. And I really hope that that doesn't come back to bite me, but that's just kind of where we're at right now, I suppose. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see this. This isn't a good Buffalo's team though. This is a very, very bad Buffalo's team. Their best weapons just don't get opportunities and they typically just don't make much out of anything. There's been an unfathomable amount of players that have touched the ball this year, both at quarterback and at, in the receiving game and the rushing game. I mean, it's just like they, it, it feels like they're plucking fans out of the stands right now and saying, hey, do you want to come catch passes for a quarter of football? Yeah, come on down. We'll add it to your scholarship kind of thing. That's the state of Colorado football right now. You should be able to pretty convincingly beat them if that is the situation that they find themselves in. So let's hope that that ends up sticking. But how confident am I? I'm I'm pretty confident. I'm not, not going to front with you guys. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue going with our uh, Locked On Mailbag. But first, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football this season. Super easy to play and a lot of fun to play. You're looking at players, and you're taking over-unders for their odds. So here's some of the ones I like this week. I'm going with Florida's quarterback, Anthony Richardson, lower than 162.5 passing yards. I got Georgia's tight end, Brock Bowers, higher than 59.5 receiving yards. And I'm going with Syracuse's orange higher, or excuse me, I'm going with uh, with uh, their receiver, uh, Ronde G- uh, Gadsden, sorry, higher than 70 and a half receiving yards against Notre Dame. 
here's how you play. Take a look at the different players. It doesn't have to just be from one game. doesn't have to be from, from one team. Pick and mix and match. Bet over, bet under. They hit it, you win it. It's easy to play. You can do this in over 30 states in the United States right now. Two to five players, again, mix and match them. It's it's super fun. It's it's like fantasy. It's a lot like fantasy. So much fun. You guys are going to love it. You're going to love it so much that when you go and put down your initial deposit, use the promo code locked on one word and get your initial deposit doubled up to $100. So you deposit 100, you get a free $100 when you go to underdogfantasy.com or use the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on and get your initial deposit up to $100 doubled. Get it on the college football pick'em right now. All right, guys, back into our conversation here. Next question. This should be a gimme game. Do you have a quarterback per drive strategy to see who does better or continue to play one until it's a blowout? I personally believe that the Emory Jones saga at Arizona State needs to come to an end, unfortunately. I just don't see any reason why you need to continue rolling with him when he's proven that he's just not a good quarterback. For me, this this is Trenton Bourget territory, right? You just you're two and five. You're probably not going anywhere this year. Emory Jones isn't the future. Yes, he can come back for 2023. He does have one more year of eligibility. However, does he want to use it at Arizona State? Because this has been just as much a failure for him as it has been for the university. Emory hasn't panned out here. Emory is still incredibly talented. For whatever reason, it's not working here. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's the coaching. Maybe it's everything else. But if you're Emory Jones, I don't know if you want to stay here either. Maybe you want to go someplace where you know you can dominate. I'm not saying go down to like Division Three football, but potentially look at another school that maybe is set up a little bit better for you, has a little more stability, right? For me, I look at Borgay and I say, well, you know, he may not have vastly more time than Emery. I think he's got two more years remaining compared to Emery's one. But he still showed me more excitement. And right now, we're we're trying to win football games. Not only are we trying to win football games, but we're trying to potentially get some jobs here. You know, Sean Aguano may not be coaching to be the next head coach at Alabama, but he has got himself a little bit of a performance isn't the right word, like an opportunity here to become Arizona State's next head coach. If he can find a way to win out and go like seven and five and get to a bowl game, that's a really nice opportunity for him to pitch himself as the head coach for Arizona State. The best way to do that is to play the best players. And right now, Trenton Borgay is the best guy. So to me, you need to be playing Borgay in this game. I don't think there's any other way around it. You just play the guy who you believe is going to help you win the game. Borgay is the guy who I believe will win you football games right now. Pretty, pretty easy to me. 
as far as the per drive strategy goes, I feel like this is something you should experiment with. So this is a drastically different situation. But the other time I can remember this was Clemson when Trevor Lawrence was a freshman. And Lawrence was super highly touted. I think he was the number two quarterback that year behind Justin Fields. But even though he was like this unanimous five-star prospect and he was the next Peyton Manning and he ends up being the number one pick and he ends up winning a national championship, they still went with like a like a drive-by-drive basis with the other starting quarterback at the time, uh, Kelly Bryant. And it worked for them and eventually... Uh, Lawrence was able to just completely outshine Kelly and claim the starting role. I feel like this could be something that you try for Arizona State right now. Is you say, you know, maybe maybe Trenton Borgate isn't ready to be the every drive starter, but let's start a more intense competition of having Borgay out for a drive, and then Emery out for a drive, and then Borgay, and then maybe Emery for two drives, and then and then Borgay back out again, and something like that. I feel like you need to start this now because sure, maybe you don't want to bench Emery off of one bad games performance when he had come off an injury, but at the same time, this isn't, this isn't a situation where you can afford to continue gambling with what you want to do at quarterback. You need to sit down and firmly decide what you want to do moving forward. So if you want to play halfway in halfway out, and maybe you don't want to completely commit to Borgay, but you're not you're not willing to stick firmly at uh, Emory Jones's side. Then you could do kind of a drive by drive basis and see what's going on, see what clicks more. Because again, like I'm not trying to sit here and say that Trenton Borgay is ten times better than Emory Jones. I still think Jones is more talented, but I do think the offense looked better when Borgay was out there. But that was less than a game, and I am understanding of that, which is one of the reasons why Borgay isn't the full-time start, starter as of yet. But that needs to start changing because Emery is not showing me enough to convince me that he is still good enough to be the every drive starter right now. So probably best in this game to go drive-by-drive drive if you're not ready to bench Emery me personally, I would be benching Emery right now and putting Borgay in, but I think a drive-by-drive drive strategy actually would be a decently smart thing to do, as unfortunate as that is to say, because that's not exactly something you want to endorse full-time, right? But I don't know. It's 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 a very fluctuating situation, I guess, is one way you can put it. Put it. It's not a fun situation. That's for sure. All right, one more quick break. When we return, we got one more question to answer for this edition of the Lock on Sun Devils podcast. But thank you guys for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Locked on Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Final question here for this mailbag edition of Locked on Sun Devils. Building off of Austin's question. Do you think they work both into the offense similar to how the Saints work Taysom Hillen? Also, I saw a blurb that said ASU still felt confident in their athletic director. Do you think he's on the hot seat? I think he is for sure. So building off of Austin's question, Austin's question was about the quarterbacks being, do you do a drive-by-drive thing? 
So do you think they work them both into an offense similar to how the Saints work Taysom Hill in? So for my non-NFL fans, Taysom Hill is with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he is like this huge like utility weapon. Like he's a Swiss Army knife for the Saints. He's basically turned into a tight end full time, but he played quarterback at BYU and he can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. Uh, bottom line is when, when the ball is in Taysom Hill's hands, there's a problem on the field because he's incredibly good at just explosive plays. He's not an every down, an every down starter or anything like that, but he's someone that when the ball's in his hands, you have to be aware of everything that he can do. ASU doesn't have that. Emory Jones isn't that kind of weapon. I'm, I'm not of the belief that Emory Jones is somebody who can go to a different position. I don't think he's a running back. I don't think he's a receiver. I think he is strictly a quarterback and not a great one. I think he's got talent. I think he's very athletic. I think he's explosive. I think that he can make plays happen, but I don't look at him and say, hmm, I wonder if we could like put him in the backfield and try and like use him as like a running back or maybe split him out wide. I don't think Emory Jones is that kind of player. So you can't use him the way that the Saints roll out these packages for Taysom Hill because Hill was able to make a transition from quarterback to tight end effectively. At the same time, I am curious if there are packages where you want to have them both on the field just to maybe draw up some confusion. But I don't really know. I don't think this is necessarily an offense where you can generate different types of play designs, regardless of the fact that both of them are athletic and can run around and whatnot. I don't think either of them are that Taysom Hill kind of player. I don't think either of them are that Lamar Jackson kind of player. They're, they're not those guys that can be used in more than one way. Like they're not, they're not these running back tight end kind of players. They're strictly quarterbacks. As far as the last question, uh, yes. What's his name? I just forgot it. The athletic director, Ray Anderson. Ray Anderson is absolutely on the hot seat. He has been for a while. He needs to continue to be on the hot seat. Uh, he is an absolute detriment to the program right now. And I don't understand why he is still in the position of power that he's in. He clearly doesn't care about putting together winning programs for one of the biggest, most popular uh, colleges in the United States. All right. We're our expectations aren't to be Alabama, but our expectations are certainly to be better than U of A. And I, you're not right now. You literally are behind U of A in football right now, and that's unacceptable. And you should be able to put together competitive programs in just about every other sport as well, and you're not. So these are things that need to change. And Ray Anderson is at the forefront of it. So there's just there's there's no excuses for the things that are happening right now with Ray Anderson and not just in terms of wins and losses. You also have everything that flew under the radar with the COVID-19, uh, what do you call them? Quarantine violations and whatnot while they were trying to do the recruiting and everything that falls under Ray Anderson. That's a big deal. He needs to be fired. The, the seat, it feels like it's getting hotter every week, but are they actually going to do something about it? I don't know. But 
that is going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Sunnibals podcast. Nice and short little mailbag for you guys. Thank you all so much. Make sure that you're submitting your questions on any video. I check comments for everything. So submit your questions and I will make sure to take a look, write them down and answer them on next week's uh, mailbag. That's what it's called. Uh, in the meantime, though, make sure that wherever you get your podcast, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or Odyssey, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday, covering Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and otherwise. Follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36, and you can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.